0: Welcome back to Kafaro Cast, everyone. It's Monday morning. Uh, it snowed at my house all week, so I'm I'm missing a uh, warmer weather now. But what the hell? Um, I just got back from Texas recently, and because I was down with a super cool guy, uh, my buddy Scott from Topo Texas Outfitters, I figured I'd get him on the podcast. We could shoot the shit a little bit. So thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Yeah, how
0: is the weather down there? Uh, did it warm up at all,
1: man? Yeah, no, yes, it's, it's pretty nice. Last three or four days, it's been like in the mid-60s for the high. Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. Uh, I, I looked, I'm, I'm heading back down there here soon, and um, it looks like it's going to be a little colder when I get there, which probably won't be horrible, not freezing, just a little colder.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, I think we got like a cool front coming in Wednesday, <laughs> and it's uh, um, not bad cool, though. You know, like 50 degrees for the high, so pretty good hunting weather.
0: Yeah, not, not horrible, but uh, before we get um, cranking here on uh, shooting the shit about hunting, I want to make sure and let everybody know that uh, the Owdad hunt I went on last year was with Scott, and uh, you have uh, some openings on Owdad hunts this, like, January-February time frame, and rather than trying to put it on my social media and let a bunch of people know, I figured we'd talk about it on the podcast for a minute.
1: Yeah, man, we uh, actually, like, in January, hopefully, I guess... Uh, if it works out, you'll be there, but January, we got several U-hunts available. Pretty affordable, you know, $2,000 for the U-hunt, so it's, uh, three, you know, three days, uh, the whole deal, the whole works, it'll be fun, pretty addicting, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. It, um, I'll be down there, I've got a hunt the first few days down in Arizona, and then after that, um planning on just coming home for a couple of days and heading up there with you for at least a couple of weeks. I got to go to Kalamazoo and, and speak at a traditional archery expo, but I'll be hanging in there for a while. And, uh, yeah, I can't, it was, it's one of the funnest hunts I've done. Um, and it's in, it's, it's by that big, what Palo Duro Canyon. Uh, is that what that's called? Yeah.
1: down there at Silverton at that Palo Duro Canyon. Uh, you know, or and me and you and Brian we yeah, it's, uh, oh, sheep
0: are. <laughs> it's, oh uh, man it's crazy amount of sheep but yeah i mean the one i shot was was actually a female owdad i shot and it's very f- i'd say i mean you're not guaranteed by any means it's not like high fence on a on a feeder or anything but there is a lot of owdad uh in that area and i probably had mm, I probably had nine different 30 plus inch out inside of 30 yards that I just didn't get a shot at or missed. And I had ewes around me every day and I'd already shot a female or a you. So I was trying to get a male and there's a pile of females too. So, I, I mean, I can't suggest it enough to people because one, it's in January. So there's nothing else to do um, Two, I don't know, for people that haven't seen an out or a Barbary sheep, they're pretty freaking cool looking. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, a lot of times on those on those rams that that, uh, that you had inside that thirty yards, you had several probably that was uh, there'd be so many U's around you couldn't get a shot at the at the ram. That
0: uh, generally was the problem. The the couple times I got winded. The other time I was worried about blowing through a ram and hitting a U. Uh, the other time I had the U's in front of me, and I honestly contemplating on launching one over the top of it into the ram but i did obviously that's not a good idea um you know and it was kind of weird because there was one group of of rams um in there and then there was multiple different i don't call them herds bands or whatever uh of rams and uh ewes that were kind of going in and out of the ag fields down into that canyon and I, i i tell you what i mean it wouldn't have been it, it certainly was a target rich environment and you get to be mobile too. You know, you get to move around a little, you're not just sitting on a feeder and that, I think that's what people would enjoy the most. And two grand is pretty freaking realistic price range compared to what some of those hunts cost down there. I looked into a, a Barbary sheep hunt. Um, good Lord, man, they're, they're like 37 to five grand.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah, they're, they're, they've gone. I think a lot of these people have, has realized what a what a commodity they are out here. You know these ranchers, especially. It's a, it's a, it, sometimes they're worth more than the cattle. Uh, but yeah, it, and too, you know, like you you were shooting a sheep stick bow, man, and a guy that can stretch it out a little bit with a compound, it'd be, I don't know, it sure make life easier.
0: Yeah, I would say, um, I don't. I mean, it was pretty realistic. To I could have easily shot a uh, a sheep a day. Um, but I had already shot, like I said, the uh, you, a, a so I, w- I was kind of focusing on, uh, one of the bigger rams, but I could easily shot a sheep a day, maybe more, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, we had, you know, Brian was out there too. So we were both kind of running them around, but I, uh, man, if anybody has any questions on the actual hunt, I mean, feel free. You can contact me, uh, you know, anytime, but, uh, Scott, if they have questions on, on going down there, wh- where can they get a hold of you at? Yeah. You
1: know, on Instagram at it top of Texas Outfitters, and then, and then, like, my number should be on there. If not, it's 806-203-0600, uh, and I'm, I'm better at talking on the phone than I am through. I don't check that Instagram as much as I probably should. Yeah, a, a guy pushed, uh, sent me a message today from Saturday, and I just saw it this morning. Like, man, I had to drive to him. I'm not, I just, I don't know. Be, I'm I'm old school. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I've, I've had to. I was old school. I got to be newer school now because I get the same, same problem. But, but yeah, before we, uh, we'll get talking about hunting a little bit more now. But if, like I said, if anybody's got questions on the hunt, uh, setups, you know, or anything like that, I can help you on that. If, um, if you want to ask me as far as, you know, the location and where you stay and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, Scott can help you out. But very, very well worth uh, the money and certainly something affordable for even on a construction worker's, you know, salary or whatever. it's uh, pretty, pretty kick-ass, pretty kick-ass hunt. Um, I do one question. I'm sure you're going to get, can guys choose to, um, shoot a Ram, um, and you or is it just you?
1: right now? Just you, Aaron, you know, we're, we're so limited on the, on the amount of rams we, we can take. And I think right now I'm kind of like they're, Unless something happens, somebody don't get one, then it frees one up for us. But uh, right now, it's just
0: the U you hunts. Gotcha. And that's what I honestly—that's what I booked up for for you or whatever that I'm going down for is—is is just a U. I've got um, you know for me hunting them kind of going into those canyons, you can either ambush them. Uh, there's a few different ways you can ambush them. You can kind of get in some of that. What are what are those cedar trees? I guess is what they were. And then there was a. Uh, is it mesquite? It, it,
1: the, it was mesquite and cedar mix, you know, that would like the, like buffers between the egg fields and the Canyon.
0: Yep. And, and, um, and yeah, I can tell you that one time, I think I was going through the cedars and I rolled around and there was probably 35 ewes and six rams inside a 15 or closer to, well, real close, actually six, probably yards out to 50. It about scared the shit out of me. Um, and I mean, there was just a pile of them and they were, they were just basically getting out of the wind. I think is what they were doing. But, uh, you know, when I was on, what were we down there for four days?
1: I think three or four days down there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I could have easily shot a ram a day. And, and again, it's not on, uh, it's not high fence and it's not over feeders. Um, there are some feeders out there. I think, cause I don't know if they were on though. I think I saw one somewhere out there, but I don't know if it was on and, and, uh, and I did see one hog while I was out there as well. But, you know, overall, it was um, pretty much just overloaded without that. It was crazy. <laughs>
1: and, and, you know, like, like uh, if somebody's there hunting and we want to cross those hogs, man, they're certainly, like, no, no charge. Uh, Walk them out. You, just, you shoot all those you want.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and you may or may not see any, but they're certainly uh, they're there for the taking if somebody wants one.
0: Yeah, I was I was on a stock on an Owdad and when one popped in front of me and uh uh yeah, they're they're definitely there. There's just there's not as many. That the, the Owdad I think the didn't the Department of Wildlife say there was more Owdad on that section than any other, um in that entire yeah, area? Like like it, correct. Uh
1: yeah, that, it's it's uh you know, like if you from one end of that ranch to the other down that canyon, if you if we just Drove down through there counting sheep. I mean, it got—I don't know—probably two or three hundred from one end to the other. If you, if you wanted to count, you know, that's not even—that's just what we could see. It was—it was—it's certainly the most sheep I've ever. Uh, it's the most
0: dense, uh, I guess, that i would ever numbers.
1: Seen. Yeah, yeah, I guess just yeah numbers of sheep. It's the best place I've, I've ever been associated with.
0: Yeah. Well cool. Well, yeah, there you go guys if you're if you're interestri- inter- interested or gals, I know a few of my buddies have already booked. I think Omnis going down there. Um and uh I know Jake and I are going to go down and I I Randy and Denny might go. I'm not sure, but it uh be interesting for sure. Um but let's talk about uh hunting a little bit. Jake and I did a podcast. We talked about the the whitetail hunt a little bit. Um the, uh, you, now, for those of you who didn't listen to the first, you started guiding, you were in Montana, uh, guiding with your dad years ago for, for, uh, for elk for, for the most part, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. We, you know, primarily elk and mule deer in Montana. Uh, shoot, man, I don't know, since I was 18 years old. And then we always kept a place in Texas to, to come to, you know, like after elk season, go to warmer weather and, and, uh so I ended up moving here. It's been here—I well, don't even know—a long time, and and uh, just that's all I do now is just guide the you know mule deer, white tail, and all down, down here in Texas.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. I had a a really good time. We hunted turkeys with you down on the the spring as well. But uh, like I said, Jake and I talked about this some, but you guys managed that section ex- extremely well, and and you've had some pretty. Um, High caliber hunters come down there. Um, not that I want to give away uh, where we're at because it's kind of a hidden secret. Because those deer are big. Um, you know, you generally don't expect deer that size, both horn rack and body size, to come out of Texas. But they're North Texas, kind of Oklahoma deer. I don't know. What do you think that that one I shot probably weighed two thirty to two fifty? I would think on the on the hoof. You think that's pretty close?
1: Oh yeah, I bet I bet probably closer to the two fifty mark.
0: He was big. A, you know, I got
1: I got a guy from that, that's from like Central Texas here right now hunting, and he actually he killed one of the deer. You probably saw him this morning. It was like a eight year old nine point, just big deer, and and that's what he was like. Oh, my God, these deer are, are ginormous compared to what I'm used to hunting. He said our deer are nothing like this, and, and kind of like your deer. It was just it was huge. It was I bet he was like 240.
0: Was he that one that was crab clawed up front? Um, that nine point or a different one?
1: No, he was a different one. Yeah,
0: who knows? I saw so many game camera photos, I got confused. I'm actually going back down there, um, here towards Thanksgiving, uh, to hunt a little bit more. I, 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 you know, practice of elk hunting so much. Good lord, I like whitetail hunting. Um, it, uh, it's fun. I mean, I kind of bounce back and forth between tree stand and, and hunting in the ground blind, but it's a kick in the ass, but there's some things you brought up from different guys, biologists you've had hunting with you. What were you talking about? Um be curious to see what feedback we get where the the bucks with the huge racks are lower in testosterone. Uh, how did that work exactly or what did that guy explain?
1: Yeah, that got uh, guy David Morris from he is like he he has that hunting show Bucks of Tecumseh and uh man, he's he's uh he he builds all these ranches in South Texas, you know, buys them, puts them together, turns them into a whitetail mecca, and then you know resells them. and, and the, just a super avid uh, whitetail hunter, and, and he's he's a he was a cool guy. I, I really enjoyed having him in camp. But you know, some of the pictures of the of the giant deer that we did, I was one in particular was talking about what a loner he was. And and his and it and after watching it, was like, man, that's. Yeah, that's accurate. But the, those longer deer are, are just, he says, the, the reason they get the crazy growth is like they're kind of low in testosterone and like they don't want to be associated, I guess like, ai don't know, like a guy to only go to the bar and get in a fight. Like, <laughs> you know, some high testosterone guy or something. But, and then he, like when he was explaining, when we get those big giant sixes and eights that are just bulls but don't, don't like, Grow a ton of antler. Those deer are super high in testosterone. After they tested them, and and it and it and their bodies, you know, look like this. Holy crap, like they're on steroids, and, and and it takes away from the antler growth. And man, I like that's above my head. But it's you know all these years of watching and 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 like dang, there's there's certainly some truth to it from what I can see.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you know, you get um you know, kind of the different, the periods of the, the rut, right. And I'm not a, a whitetail guy. So, um, but it, you know, it seems like we were there just after kind of summer feeding patterns when they were just starting to roam and getting a little bit riled up, but nothing too, too crazy. But after what, probably a week after that, two weeks after that, that rattling becomes super effective. They can become a lot more aggressive in that area you're in rattling probably works as good there as is anywhere in the united states from what i've heard does that seem to be fairly true
1: it is uh it, it, it is you know from all the places i've hunted here and it's uh rattling is as effective here as anywhere i've ever hunted maybe maybe more so than any uh and they're they're getting after it right now like it's, it's really started and for instance you remember that deer like you, you you, had him at 14 yards but we caught him kickstand that had the flyer off the back yeah yep yeah, he's already broken two points off that's <laughs> uh, that's that's a that's one of the reasons we were able to get the age like such uh, such a high age on our deer here is man when they when, when they start getting after it and fighting and you know they break a side off or break a bunch of points off you know, guys come in here and like, man, I don't want to shoot that. He's, not a, you know, one one rack deer or one sided deer, so uh, he, they get the pass, you know. And before you know it, you got like, just a ton like that deer you killed. He was, he was, I don't know, at least eight years old. Yeah, he, uh, the deer this morning was that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that one, the one you're talking about, that nine point. Um, the, I think I know which one you're talking about. I'm not sure, but. They, uh, it's, it's, when you're looking at those or, you know, for me or whatever, like the first time we sat in the blind, we were talking about just making sure to age deer correctly because you're trying to take five year old or older deer. Um, you know, as Amy's deer, who's A- Amy's, uh, and, and Jake's and mine, like sitting them all side by side. Um, it, it's pretty amazing the quality you have down there. Um, because of how you've managed it. And I was showing Amy, like the difference is just in the rack of an older deer and in the gum lines and everything else in comparison. And you know, where you've been able to manage that for how many years?
1: Oh, we've had like 15 years on this place, uh, you know, pretty intensely managed it. So uh, and that helps us too, is, is having something that long and running so many cameras. We, we get to, to know the deer because you can't always get that age deal right. Like you know, we certainly we certainly mess things up. But if you've watched that deer grow up from from a yearling to what to whenever you harvest him, then you that's you know that's the most accurate way of of, of being able to to like age those deer or, or know how old they are to poke them.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, when we were looking at the different uh you know you guys know pretty much all the deer but occasionally like that one that snuck in on us that first night that deer was a new deer i i think from the way it sounded that one kind of came out of nowhere which you guys i would imagine get that a decent amount during the rut some just appear out of nowhere that are coming from other you know properties or areas um how often well you guys shot a 190 something down there that was a buck you hadn't you didn't know about uh from what i understand is that correct
1: we 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 had seen him personally, but but like that that for an inst for like that was another deer where I think like he we did not have any pictures of him and and the day that we actually shot that deer, he was bedded 30 yards from a feeder, and and, and with a camera on it and like we had never well we'd never had a picture of him but we'd seen him the year before, a couple of times and then we'd seen him uh, a couple of times that particular week that we got him. Uh, but yeah, that, there again, you know, he just was super shy. Just didn't didn't want to hang out with like if there's other bucks around. They they just shy away, you know, just don't want no part of the crowd.
0: Yeah, which is and I
1: think that goes back to that testosterone deal, you know, where we're like just uh, kind of just a, a loner type dealer.
0: Yeah, well, and that kind of goes. I I was just can say right along the lines with what that guy was saying, and uh, I don't, um, you know, being from. You know, out west and hunting, I don't know, the first majority obviously of my life for elk and mule deer and sheep, goat, and then getting into whitetail hunting a little bit and then a lot more into it. Now obviously I'm coming down for a second round and trying to go over to Oklahoma. Um, it's 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 certainly different, but it's it's just as fun. You don't get the physical abuse obviously like you do out west, but you definitely get some abuse one, freezing your ass off. But uh it it, it gets me I get more, uh, I got pretty good, decent amount of ice in my veins on big game hunting out west, but something about them deer coming in when I'm in that tree stand, man, it made that when that one buck, if you, got, if anybody listened to the podcast Jake and I did, the the buck we went after, Scott uh, dropped me off, I hiked down, I got in the tra- tree stand, and oh, five minutes before the sun went down, uh, two, two does came out and that buck followed them. And uh, the short version of the story is they came right to me, the doe did, and my leg was shaking so fucking bad. I had to pin, I was in a ladder and it's got that thing that you fold over the top of you from falling out. But we got it bungeed to the, to the tree. I don't use that. Well, because of the way my leg was shaking, it was making that thing rock left and right and making some noise. So I had to pivot my freaking feet and pin that thing up against the tree with my elbow for it to quit making noise when they were coming in. And then, uh, I mean, the deer ended up shitting on my dreams. I don't even know. The doe came over, screwed around, and she, she didn't blow out. She just was like, I don't know, f- like flirty or, or just smelled something she didn't like. She ran back out in the middle of the field. But then the buck did come in, and he stood at 30-some yards, but I didn't have a shot. And then he just took off into the wood line, I think, after another buck. But the, the moral of that story is I do not get rattled like that with elk or mule deer. And man, I was all kinds of shaky when that thing came in. And he's got—he's—I mean, how wide do you think that buck was? I bet he's oh,
1: probably what twenty-three, four.
0: That—that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm not as good at judging as you. And then he had—I uh, guess off his G two—he's got kind of a candelabra thing coming off the back. Um, I tell you what, it's stuck out like a milk spot in a bowl of ink when he came into that wheat field. I saw him. I was like, holy shit, we're going to get this done tonight. You were watching through the spotter from, what were you, probably six, 800 yards away or something?
1: Yeah, I was probably half a mile, 800 yards away. I was watching through the spotter and talking about, the, it's, shit, I wasn't even hunting. I was just sitting there watching the deal through the spotter, and it, he got so close to you, and I—, I uh I think you called it the typewriter leg. I was like, Holy shit, I'm sitting here with typewriter leg and I don't even have a it's Aaron's there shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I it was that close to happening that i got nervous.
0: Well and I, I did have a a shot at it. I was able to pivot around without them seeing me. I had good cover and I had a hole through the trees. I don't know what are those are those oaks or whatever I was sitting in. What tree is that?
1: They're uh, they're they boat art trees. You know we don't have any oaks here. That we either have, the elm trees or, like those just boat art trees. What you were in and and boy they they uh that that's the that's certainly a, a a disadvantage we have here is trying to find a tree to put a setup in. You're certainly
0: not going to go up in a climber. I can promise you that. Um, just not there ain't a straight tree in there. Um, well you know I had I had pivoted around and I. <sighs> I just, I didn't feel, I mean, I'm, I'm super comfortable at that distance, but the deer wasn't alert towards me, but he was certainly looking at something in the tree line. And I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And then I had the moral dilemma of, okay, do I take a shot? If he starts feeding, do I take a shot or do I keep it in my pants and he might just walk right under me? Uh, which he did neither of which and shit on my dreams and went in behind me, um, at about 24 or five yards straight behind me in the wood line where i, I had no shot at obviously it's where the tree was leaning against but um yeah it was it was cool i mean hopefully i'd like i'd like to kill him when i come back down there but there's plenty of deer in there to, to shoot that one was just he wouldn't have scored real good he just looked cool as as shit but um i when uh y- y- overall though i mean what deer what what do you every year you shoot at least a 160 off that property don't you
1: yeah, we do. Normally, you know, we can take something at least seventy plus once a year, and uh, and and with a rifle, you know, usually um, I mean we can do it with a bow. It's but end up I, I usually end up with a few more rifle hunters than I do archery hunters, which this year's kind of turned around, so that's pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, we we usually take like one really really big deer a year off so there, and backing up to what you're talking about, like like you. Kind of questioning yourself on on uh, uh, not being able maybe or I don't want to say not being able to, but question yourself on judging the, the age of you. Man, you were spot on uh, you, that first afternoon we sat there. You, you knew, and as like I was tucked in that corner, uh, trying to keep myself out of the way and hid there, and that that one buck that I couldn't see him from the corner, and you was like, "Man, that's a, that's a big that's a big ass buck." And finally, I went. Like, I get my head around like, holy shit, he's a giant.
0: Unless we, you don't get to ask when they're like that. Well, that one, uh, when we first got in the blind, we were sitting there, and, and, and I was saw through a window, and immediately when this buck, he was running a doe, I just started saying, big buck, big buck, giant fucking deer, man, big deer, big deer. And he never came in, Um and, and, and we had a bunch of other deer come in and I kept saying, man, that, that's not the, and we, <laughs> we had good deer in front of us. It was funny. Well, it wasn't that funny. The sun was going down. I didn't have a good shot through that mesh, um, to, to see the body line and, and, uh, and there was enough wind. I wasn't really worried. We had a good wind that we were, they were going to blow out, but, but more deer kept feeding in. And I was like, man, that's not the deer that I don't think that's the deer. And then a nine point came in and I'm like, man, I, no, no, a ten point, that three year old ten point came in, and I said, man, that's a good buck, but that I don't think that's the same damn deer I saw and then i I'm questioning myself like, shit, maybe I'm not about as good about j- judging these motherfuckers as I thought because <laughs> obviously all the deer are here, and then right at last light that that deer, that buck came over twelve yards, the other deer were gone and and we hadn't really talked. I knew you wanted me to shoot anything over five. But I didn't know a deer of that size, if it was something you were trying to save or whatever. And so, uh, you know, because Scott and I did some some um, some trading and swapping for for gear for me to come down on this, this hunt. And I didn't want to be the hunting Nazi and, and shoot something I shouldn't. So I'm like, can I, can I shoot him? And I thought Scott had seen the deer. And <laughs> Scott's like, I can't see it. Well, then you poked your head around and was like, my God that deer's giant. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going crazy because that was the deer from earlier. It was as big as I, I thought it was. not I don't know what he would score, but he, he certainly had a, a high 160 type frame. I mean, he was he was a big deer.
1: Yeah, he was one of those you don't question. You're just like, oh, shit, shoot.
0: <laughs> well, and, I, and I, I don't know if I would have been able to shoot him. It got, what happened is it got so, we had good wind and we had a decent wind and as far as noise. When I could finally see those deer, uh, when the sun went down, we tried to draw and I actually made some, my arrow made some noise coming back and they blew out. They were on edge once that that wind died. I don't think I could, I might've been able to, right, if I would've drawn right when I saw that deer got a shot off, but you could have heard a flea fart from about a hundred yards away. Um, and, and that's what happened the morning when I shot my buck with Jake and I, he actually kept asking for my binos. And I was too chicken to try to get them out because of the the noise. Um, There was zero wind. And I I shot that buck at maybe 12 or or maybe 14 yards, you know, but close. And, man, I tell you, hunting whitetails, when there is uh, a one to three mile an hour wind, my God, your shit has to be quiet. When there's like a seven to 12, you can make a little noise, Um, you know, 12 to 15. But that morning there was no wind. And. I was so freaked out. And I, when I shot it, I texted you, I said, man, I just shot a good buck. He looked giant. I said, I don't think it was that 10 point, that three year old 10 point. I said, he looked huge bodied and, and he did end up, you know, being, we were, it was kind of funny. I drew bow the bow back to shoot him, right? What the, you know, the, you know, you got that chart that tells you legal shooting light. Well, that thing's full of shit because I couldn't see shit. I mean, I drew back and got to anchor and I looked at Jake. I'm like, I can't see. And he's like, you can't see anything. And I'm like, man, I can't see shit. And I let down and he goes, well, it's, it's legal. I said, well, it, it may be. I can't see anything. And he was, Jake said, well, just give it a few minutes. And probably three minutes later, four minutes later, I could see good. I just needed that little you know, bit. And, and probably because of that mesh and being in the ground blind, obviously that makes it, it darker. But um, yeah, when it when it hit the ground, it was funny. We didn't know where it ran once it went through that tree row. And a few minutes later, Jake's looking out the window. He said, man, I don't want to get your hopes up. He said, I think your deer, it's dead right there. It only ran, I think it was 72 yards from the blind from where I hit it. And it ended up being, you know, pretty damn good eight point."
1: He really was. He, 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 we're going to have to give Jake lessons on photography. That deer was way bigger than, than those pictures he took.
0: Well, it was it was funny because um, guys were giving me crap and in, in good fun that, that Jake's deer was bigger than mine, and we got them side by side, and I, I think actually my deer might have been bigger than Jake's, and I, I, I told the guys, I was like, now you got to take it into consideration. I took the photos of Jake's deer, and uh, Jake, took, Jake took the photos of my deer. I guess <laughs> Jake's trying to learn photography and it is all in the angles. I mean, you can make a, you know, I mean, I can turn Jake's buck, which is a damn good buck into a 150 inch deer with the right angle and the right lens. Um, but, you know, both those b- bucks were in the, you know, mid to high one thirties, which is, it's a pretty good eight point. I mean, you get into a 158 point, it's a, it's a freaking monster. So, I mean, I was tickled pink to shoot, and whatever it was, mid one, high one, thirty eight point. It had good mass. I mean, you could tell it was an old, old bug.
1: Yeah, you know that's like I, I was well, I was the baby. Uh, and so when we pull up down there, you know, I've seen the pictures. Uh, obviously, took from the time we you, you had taken them and sent them, and to you know, I got to camp and I'm like, whoa, that deer's a hell of a lot bigger than those pictures you sent me. Like I was surprised at the size of it.
0: Yeah, he was. I was. I was. I was tickled pink. I mean, when I go back, you know, down there, obviously, um, you know, the goal is to shoot a. a That's either the same thing, an old ass eight point or, or an old ten point whatever. But I just get eaten up with hunting for whitetails. It's just super fun, and I um I think we're gonna go try to go once gun season ends up over, kind of run over to Oklahoma for a few days as well. The other thing is is um. Man, I cannot eat enough of those things. We were cutting the tenderloins and backstraps out and cooking them for dinner, and um, Amy and I—we've I, had it every night since I've been back. They're just—they're good eating deer.
1: It, you know, uh, I was like, I kind of felt bad. I was like, shit, you guys aren't gonna have any meat left to carry home because we we're eating it all in camp. So.
0: no, yeah, well, we we get we brought back plenty. Um, not to ju- change subjects too much, but uh, you guys came up this year to hunt. Elk and uh, you guys got into quite a bit of action, but your your boy Wes, um, he uh, what, what was that? But he shot what a 320, 310 type bull. He was uh, I think he ended
1: up being 305, I yeah, 20, 20, or like uh, you know, you know, that one side was a little bit weak, and, uh, it would have it probably been a, a 320 kind of bull. It was certainly nice and a
0: mature bull. Oh, yeah, I um. He sent that photo, and I said that's a three twenty bull, and you said no. They said it was three whatever, and I was so sure it was a three twenty bull. I said you might want to have them measure that again. That's bigger than that, and then and then it had something broke off, right? Didn't it? What wasn't it? G four, G three broke off or something?
1: Yeah, like uh, like the 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 whale tail part of the one side. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, but it's six, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But, yeah, was, uh, he was pretty stoked. You know, he had he had ended up coming back home, flying back home. Early yesterday, we'd come by and see you guys at the store. I carried him to the airport, and uh, then his buddies like, hey, man, you need to get back up here. They're turning it on. So he he flew back up there a week or so later, and, and uh, <laughs> this boy, knew, I think he shot him at eight yards. Uh, he, he, like, was running over him. It and was good.
0: That was, that was his... Uh... That was his first bull, wasn't it? it?
1: Is his first archery bull.
0: Archery bull, yeah. Well, I'm sure he had. Yeah. I'm sure it looked like you said 400 inches coming and screaming at him at nine yards. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's a good bull. It's a damn good bull, especially for you know over the counter and everything else. I mean, it, um, it that's hard to do. So
1: yeah, it was uh, man, it was good. I was like, I got real like, first couple days we were in them, and it, it wasn't. I was there too early. It wasn't just right. But, uh, we were seeing so many good elk. I was like, "Crap!" I passed up a couple you know, younger fives, and and like I don't regret it. But uh, other than the freezer is not full, but it it was. Uh, I hope I get to get to go back next year. Uh, I'll certainly go a little bit later. It, it it was a it was as good as of any place I've ever been. Yeah, for especially just numbers of big bulls.
0: Yeah, you catch it right. It can be. It certainly can be you know, pretty, pretty dang good. Um, the, uh, jumping ship again here, heading to something else you picked up, um, you picked up some extra outland land for, for guiding on this year, didn't you?
1: I did. It's, uh, it's out in like very extreme West Texas at the foot of the Douglas mountains.
0: It, and, uh, it's more so mountainy terrain then by, by quite a bit.
1: Yeah. It's very deserty mountain. It's, uh, it's, it's, It'll be it'll be super fun and just tons of sheep there, but it's a little more of a little bit more of a rifle type place. It, you know, it's a, you can get it done with a with a bow, but it, it it'd be like you know, you know how the sheep are with such a large group of them surrounded you in that open type terrain. It, it's not going to be as conducive to bow hunting as the Silverton place where you are.
0: Yeah, and I can totally see that because it is extremely conducive to bow hunting where where i was um you know and i think um you know overall well you said it earlier um i don't i don't know it's becoming it's kind of catching on the the owdad hunting um the fact that they're crazy looking they look like a devil or something they got those big booties or whatever you want to call them leggings coming down and that giant mane and I, I uh, had a couple close encounters at, you know, 30, 35 inch, uh, rams where they were sub 20 yards in those cedars stocking on them. And they're just an amazing looking animal. I will say if you cook them, uh, make burger and sausage and, uh, that the only, that they taste amazing. The only downside is the, the steak's a little tough, but, I tell you what, I'd shoot one every year for the burger because the burger's got a unique flavor, and I it, I eat the hell out of it. It's good. I was I was surprised that they were as good because I've heard stories that they're not very good. Um, that was about as far from the truth. Although you about get lockjaw if you try to eat steak off of them, but the, you know, burger and everything else is amazing.
1: Yeah, you know, we anymore. What we do is, is turn the whole sheep into summer sausage, Man, it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, I agree. Now, did um for your for your hunts and everything else, uh, do you do turkey at all? I mean, I know I came down to whack turkeys with you, but do you guys do you take very many people at turkey hunting?
1: We do, we I don't Aaron. It's uh uh I have to get back to my real world of ranching uh, in the <laughs> springtime, so we'll be taking we'll take a handful, which uh, uh hopefully this year maybe I don't know it'll just be a couple, and and certainly you guys are. are
0: most of it yeah it uh it's pretty cool down there turkey hunting just because they just the numbers there's quite a few of them and the weather is not at least when i was down there horrible i will say when i shot my owdad uh i think the next it was weird the fr- the day i shot it it was decent weather the next day it was like six degrees and 25 mile an hour winds it was horrible the next day um but in the spring usually in your t- turkey season do you have fairly decent weather
1: it's nice, you know. I can think uh, well, like the mornings are are cool, uh, you know, you can be in the in the forties uh, uh, in the mornings, and then you know, in 60, 65 degrees, maybe even seventy during the daytime. But it's uh, it's is pretty pleasant weather.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I mean, it was nice, a little bit cold in the in the mornings, but not uh, not not horrible by any means. I think Amy was in for a little bit of a rude awakening. I don't think she. Well, I know she wasn't used to to sitting when it was cold for that long because um, she's usually pretty run, running pretty hot. Um, that was not the case. But she uh, just, uh, I don't know if any of you married people out there that have tried to do a home improvement project with their wives, it just never pans out. I've, I've kind of find found out hunting is the same way in the sense of I didn't want to be in the blind with Amy for her first big game animal. Um, she says I make her nervous anyway, so You sat in the blind with her every day, um, and she shot, she ended up shooting a a doe, what, the first day and a buck on the third day? Is that
1: right? Yeah, correct, man. That was, it was awesome. That was, uh, she's, uh, you've created a monster. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, she's, she's ready to go mountain lion hunting and uh, black bear hunting. I, I, we've already got some hunts planned for, for next year already. So,
1: and she was, uh, she was super cool too. You know, like, to, under under pressure and and it I, you know she kind of wasn't sure if she could do it or not and and like that first afternoon the doe shoot I told her i was like if the dough comes in and you want it you're welcome to it she said I think I'll wait on my buck first so we had a we had a some dry does come in and she said I think I'm gonna go ahead and get my dough out of the way if you don't care and I said absolutely man break the ice and so and she just pinwheeled that deer. You know, it didn't run. I don't know, probably fifty yards, and just piled up. And she was very thankful for that, like because bang, you know, two seconds, and it was it was dead. Yeah. And then uh, when we had the buck the evening. I think no, the morning before she shot it, he he came in, and we just couldn't we just couldn't get a shot off, and it, it was pretty dark. You know, it was legal shooting light, but like you said, it was that ain't always right. And she did. We just couldn't make it work. And and uh, and then I think was the third morning. And I was like, yeah, we'll, well, maybe you know, he should. He had been pretty regular coming in there in the mornings. And um, and you had told me she like she had to draw in her bow back. She kind of had to sky draw it a little bit. And, and she was trying to be so quiet, and easy that that she was having a little bit of trouble getting her bow drawn. And I was like. I told her i said just swing around over here and freaking yank that thing back You he hand going anywhere and man she did and yeah. went ran out i just watched right over her arrow and she just held and held and like you couldn't uh, you couldn't went up there and uh, with your hands and put that arrow in a, in a better place uh, i was i was impressed with her for like her first two big game animals
0: yeah i was happy to to hear it and she was super excited. In fact, what kind of what was funny is I was the one getting my ass handed to me, not not missing so much, but I mean, I just wasn't having that many deer coming in front of me. And so she, I think was more worried about me than anything. Well, I, I mean, I know you were, I, it seemed like I could tell you're like, Jesus, because I just, there was days I didn't have deer, just bad luck. I think you said, I got to wash the snake oil off me. And she, uh, which I mean, I still had a lot of deer come in front of me. I mean, that's what I told you. I was like, man, I'm still having a pretty good time. But when she, I told her, I was like, I've shot plenty of deer. Don't worry about me. Cause she had mentioned, she's like, do you want to sit in the blind I'm at? And she's very giving. And I'm like, no, hell no. Just sit in there. Don't worry about me. It'll pan out one way or another. Don't worry. And so when she had shot that, um, you know and you guys messaged us. i was she seemed excited so i was glad that she everything went you know well and everything else and she she gets pretty jacked up on mountain dew so i wasn't sure if she was going to be like a spider monkey when something came in or or calm and it sounded like she did pretty well so
1: man she was she was like she was like a like a like a pro you know just been there and done that before she was cool as cool as heck i was i was impressed uh yeah, you know, sitting in the line there every afternoon or morning or whatever, we was like, well, man, I hope Aaron gets. She was she was worried about you, you getting one way more than herself, and I was like, he'll, he'll it'll it'll happen, you know. He's freaking grinding it. it it'll happen. Uh, you were just a little jinx, man. It was. Uh, um, I don't know, it's just hunting, isn't it? Oh yeah, and
0: I I mean, I it uh, yeah because I talked to you know like about being successful or whatever some of it's just a matter of you just got to get your ass kicked for several days and eventually you know it pans out and and i had deer coming in front of me but i i I had the you know you if you're trying to shoot a big buck um and especially if you're a guy like me that shoots everything meaning like i like eating deer you know you get i had a lot of does and small bucks coming under me but I didn't want to, obviously I wasn't going to shoot a small buck, but I didn't want to shoot a doe and then have a buck blow out. And it just was panning out where, well, eventually we stopped, but I was kind of bouncing around deer a little bit too. I'd go to one spot and then we looked on the camera and they were just at the spot I was at, but I didn't sit there. And so finally, I, I, when I before I got up in the stand, I looked at a, uh, the card that was in the camera. And I, when I met up with you that night, I was like, man, there's a couple big deer I'm just going to sit it out here, and I, I damn near pulled it off. I sat there and had that big guy come in twice, one morning and one night, and just couldn't pull it off, and then the wind was bad, and so on the last morning, we had to switch spots, and that's where I shot that, that eight point, but I would imagine a lot of guys are listening and have found themselves doing that. You can You can jump yourself around all the deer. I mean, if you're swapping from spot to spot, you're almost better. You said it like with good wind. You're almost better to sit the same spot for five days in a row because they're eventually coming, um, rather than jumping around.
1: You know, I've seen that over the years, man. Just, just time after time, and, and I'm I'm guilty as anybody of it. You get to, I think sometimes we outthink ourselves. You know, you, you get to, man, that this one coming here last night, well you're gonna jumping around a little bit and 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 it's so hard to just tie yourself to a spot but if we got you know quality mature bucks hitting hitting the camera or on that camera pretty regular i i think uh, as' hard as it is if a guy can just make himself you know long as you don't blow it up or, or do anything wrong is if you can make yourself stay there you're gonna get him
0: yeah well yeah i can I can attest to that. So, cool, man. Well, I um, I should probably get going and, and do some real work because um, I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff done before I head back down and hang out with you because um, I've been hunting too much, but I'm, I'm getting all my good my work done so I don't have to stress out when I'm down there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it took care of. We're going to have fun, uh, and I appreciate you having me on. And, too, I, I, uh, I think I sent you a picture of that one deer. I will go buy scales. uh personally to to see what this deer is going to weigh that, that one i sent you the other day
0: yeah the yeah picture yep
1: that may be the biggest deer that i've ever had a picture or, or seen here that that guy's a giant
0: oh yeah and you you have not gotten that one right
1: no we haven't got him he just started showing up pretty regular uh at, actually over there where you were where you were after that seven by five.
0: Oh no kidding and you know i'm wondering um I, for people to get an idea you see those memes where you see this giant roided out looking deer that just doesn't look it almost looked photoshopped that's what this deer looked like it it literally looked like it ate its young and its parents it was just giant and all muscled up like a bulldog or a pit bull or whatever it's pretty crazy hopefully we get him that'd be kind of cool he looked old too
1: yeah, he's he's man, he's got to be a for that body type probably a six year old, six or seven, uh, as big as that body is, and then you know, like he's he's uh I bet he's gonna be twenty five inches wide. He's a he's a freaking big deer, and he's just a clean eight. But man, he's a big an eight as you'll you'll get.
0: And it's it's hard to judge something like that sometimes with the body size. You'll almost underjudge him because the body's dwarfing the the dang rack, um, which definitely yeah, could be right. the case in that one because his body was. I mean he looked like he weighed 300 pounds um he was
1: giant or more yeah i i, I he's, he's the biggest one i've ever had pictures of here I and mean, we killed some really you know we killed some deer in the 280 range you know live weight but we get that one i'll go buy some scales i'd just be curious to see
0: yeah no no kidding so well cool man well everybody listening if you're interested in that owdad hunt you can get a hold of me or get a hold of scott at uh topo texas outfitters on instagram um you want you want to give your phone number out again?
1: Yeah, man, it's eight zero six two zero three zero six zero zero. Just uh, and, and go to the go to the, at Top Texas on the Instagram. And, like you know, I'll check it and message me, or you can get my phone number off of it and um, fill them spots. It'll be a blast.
0: Yep, and I'll be down there for for a few of the hunts, just hanging out and, and helping out as much as I can. Um, and we had that the hunt giveaway winner. He's coming down. Uh, for that as well. So yeah, it'll be a good time, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and uh, well, I guess I'll see you in a few days here and uh, we'll be hanging out in in, uh, Whitetail Camp again.
1: Heck yeah, I look forward to it and thanks for having me, Aaron.
0: Yep, no problem, man. I'll talk to you soon.
1: You bet. Take care.